For the longest time, I secretly wanted more. I often found myself shrinking to fit in, settling for what was comfortable, and even selling myself short. Once I finally accepted that we deserve success and we are blessed with the power to achieve it, I stopped playing small. I'm serious about building a life I love, and you should be too. I'm Denise Taylor of DeniseTaylor.live, and welcome to Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness. I help women prioritize themselves, their success, and their happiness. Let's meet this week's achiever whose story will inspire you to push past your fears and soar. Well, it's Thanksgiving, everybody, and I'm excited that you are checking in with me. This is a very special season. It's a season for thankfulness, and I want you to know how incredibly thankful I am that you tune in each and every week. It means the world to me when I go and I look at your reviews and I look at your ratings and I hear your stories when I bump into you at different places here and there, or you slide into my DMs to let me know that what is happening here on Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness is good to you. This is the place where you are championed. I am your advocate. I am pushing you to do one thing, and that is build a life that you love. You see, we all face situations. We all face obstacles. But when we embrace our power, we truly can be, do, have, and achieve anything. And your testimonies tell me that the messages in the conversation that's happening right here is making a difference with you. So thank you for being here. In this season of thankfulness, I could not be any more elated that you partner with me week after week, that you share the podcast, that you subscribe to the podcast, that you rate the podcast, that you review the podcast, All of those things are just incredible because, you know, I had to embrace those superpowers to make this entire platform available. And I am so glad that I pushed past each of my fears to show up so that I can just encourage you to build a life that you love. So as you're celebrating Thanksgiving today, or you're celebrating it a few days later, depending on when you catch the podcast, I want you to know that I am sincerely grateful for you. And I pray nothing but God's blessings upon you in this season and always. Now, Today is a very special episode because many people in the holiday season, which Thanksgiving typically kicks off, enjoy family time. They come together with those that they love and they get to spend time together. And this year is probably going to be so incredible because now we are getting out more. We are doing more. So hopefully you are seeing some loved ones and you are spending time together. I thought it would be incredible to bring my family to the table to celebrate Thanksgiving and talk about the things that we're thankful for and how we celebrate the holiday season. So this is a special episode, Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness with the Taylors. Well, hello there. I am so excited to have you all join me today with these beautiful faces that I absolutely love. In this season of thankfulness, I thought it would be such a 
treasure to bring my family to the table so that we could celebrate this holiday together with you. I am looking forward to hearing exactly what these folks are thankful for, because when I think of what I'm thankful for, they top the list. Joining me today is my husband, Chuck, of nearly 27 years, our oldest daughter, Shanice, and our youngest daughter, Sierra. I want to welcome you all to Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Happiness. And I'm going to give each of you a chance to introduce yourself to our listening audience. Let's start with dear old dad. Excited to be here um, with the prize of my heart, my thoughts, and my future, Denise. Um, since recapturing you in my life um, back in 1988, I've gotten a chance to grow with you, um, learn and love life with you. And I've been excited that through the experiences, the challenges, and the achievements that we've enjoyed together, uh, whether it's been in Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, North Carolina, or Mexico, that we've enjoyed that together. And I've been so happy and so thankful that in all that we've uh, got a chance to see, to do, uh, to learn, live, and share with so many others around us, that you've been there with me every step of the way. Um, a bit more about me, whether it's been love of football, um, relearning a new life through running, uh, half marathon in 50 states plus D.C. and in Mexico and Canada. Um, those things that have helped improve my life and my health, basically, um, that has encapsulated a way for me to impact so many other people that have similar backgrounds as me. So I'm so happy that I've got a chance to pursue that happier part of my life with you. Oh, thanks, babe. All right, let's go with the Otis of the pack. Shanice, tell us a little bit about you. Hello, everyone. My name, as she said, is Shanice Taylor. I am a recent graduate of North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Um, and I am currently a software engineer at Nike. Um, so that's a little bit about me. All right. All right, baby girl, it's on you. Sierra, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, everyone. My name is Sierra. I am the youngest, the life of the party, some will say. Um, I am currently a senior international business student at North Carolina A&T Aggie Pride to all of my Aggies Thank listening. Um, I am heading into my last semester um, when you guys hear this, so send up a prayer for me, but also transitioning into a new phase of life post-grad, which I'm really excited about and yeah, really thankful for. All right. So, you know, the last couple of weeks I had some guests on and we were talking about things that they were thankful for. When you each think of Thanksgiving, what means the most to you? Let's start with you, Sierra. Um, for me, it's the being around family, especially as we've gotten older and some, aka one of us, have moved a little bit further and we've just gotten into our own lives. Um, I really value the time that I have at home. The home cooked meals are great as a college student. Those are things I look forward to, whether it's just being with 
my immediate family or my extended family, the laughs that we share and the memories that we make each. Thanksgiving holiday are definitely ones to be remembered. So that's definitely something that I look forward to every year. Okay. What about you, Shanice? What stands out most and you treasure most about Thanksgiving? I treasure most about Thanksgiving, of course, being around my parents and my family, but also the food. This food you will not get any other time throughout the year. You'll get the dressing, the green beans, the cornbread, the sweet potatoes slash yams, and all the desserts that come along with it. So that is something that I treasure most about the holiday season. Okay. What about you, Chuck? What do you treasure about Thanksgiving? I think um, the important areas that Sierra touched on is it's not just that it's family coming together um, because you you have so many different distances associated with our day-to-day lives, but it's the chance for everyone to come back and really just be thankful that there's another year that we're together. There's another year that we get a chance to um, see the things that we've done, experiences that we've gone through, that we've endured through, and to think of the tables that I used to have being so small and now being adult, and there's so many empty seats uh, at the tables now versus who it used to be. You really have to treasure that time to give thanks that you can come together again. Of course, in growing through those levels, I'm really going to appreciate that later on when there are other people that now start to sit in those seats after the decades and little people that are grabbing their food and sitting at another table in another room. So that's the part of being thankful for um, and just growing and observing those levels of, of thanksgiving um, that I appreciate. Okay. All right. Now, Shanice touched a little bit on some food. She has her favorites. I'm not sure she even named them all. And of course, Thanksgiving is about the meal. Let's just keep it real. We are there to be thankful, but there is no Thanksgiving celebration without a couple of good eats. So when you think about what you look forward to in that Thanksgiving meal, what stands out, Sierra? Well, I would like to preface this by saying this is the only time during the year that my mom takes requests of what we would like for her to make. So we all just pretty much go in with our favorites. My favorite, I feel like I'm the only person really out the group now who really likes meat at Thanksgiving. My family is really a sides family. They just like a bunch of sides. But I really like um, glazed ham. Mm-hmm. That's the favorite. Um, but I really appreciate greens now. Now that I'm older, I feel like I can really appreciate what greens brings to the plate, as well as yams, of course, with the marshmallows toasted to perfection on top. That's my my favorite. But yeah. Okay. All right. Did you have anything to add to it, Shanice? course. Now, as Sierra was mentioning, I am a sides person. We can skip turkey, skip the ham, all of that. We don't need it. I need the mac and cheese. That mac and cheese and that yams combination together is one that Chef's the whole kids. Girl just made together. Love it. Um, but that, and of course, you got to have Sister Schubert's. Sister Schubert's uh, um, rolls. And for the dressing, I know I mentioned that earlier, but please don't bring no homemade cranberry sauce. We're looking for canned cranberry sauce. 
it already gives you the slices of where to cut. So it's very easy. And don't come to the house if you have stuffing. I'm sorry if you listen to the podcast and you eat stuffing, but at the Taylor household, we do not eat stuffing. It goes against what we believe in. (laughs) Continue. (laughs) All right. So, you know, Thanksgiving kind of starts the holiday season. We spent 21 holidays together. Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, just rolling through that as a family of four. And when you think about that, and you think about this entire season between now and the end of the year, what is your fondest holiday season memory of our family times? Chuck? Um, I think probably one of the things, unlike a lot of other families, is... um, We've identified that home is where we collectively are. We've had Thanksgivings in Wisconsin, Ohio, and Florida. Um, We take the ability to make those things and enjoy them wherever we are, wherever we want to go. It doesn't just have to be a set address. It's where we enjoy that time together. And that is an incredible thing because... Um, there are certain people that don't get a chance to experience the world. They don't get experiences outside of a set address. And we've made our experiences the world. We've made our experiences wherever we choose to be and enjoy you cooking. So, so I have a few to throw in here. I'm going to see if you guys remember this. So girls, when you were little, do you remember the time that we didn't have a Christmas tree and I cut a Christmas tree out of wrapping paper and put it on the wall? Yeah. You remember that? Do you guys remember the time when we went to Panama City and we had to have dinner at Sonic because that was the only thing that was open? Yeah, yes. that's where we <laughs> had our Christmas dinner was at Sonic when we went to foot long hot dogs. Yes, <laughs> and we have foot long hot dogs. So your dad is right. You know, we make the best of it. Um, we enjoy one, one another wherever we are. Um, and we just kind of make memories with whatever we have going on. I'm surprised, Sierra, Sierra, you don't remember the Christmas tree that I cut out out of wrapping paper and taped it up to the wall. You don't remember that? No. <laughs> and I set the gifts in front of it. You remember that, Shanice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that too. So what about you, Shanice? What are some of your fond memories? My One of my fond memories, I think, will have to be when we did Christmas in, was it in Hawaii? Um, I think that was one of my favorite ones. Um, just because it, I like adventure and it combined it, all those things. And of course, as dad said, you know, when we are all together, people say home is where the heart is. And I think we don't attach it to an address because of how much we have moved around. Um, and home is where the people are for us. And so um, that's what, one of my favorites. Okay. What about you, Sierra? Um, I really don't have anything that stands out as like a top favorite. I just know every year, I just genuinely, if you've ever been around me, you know, I really like to laugh. So I think every year something has happened that has like made us all chuckle immensely. 
So I think I just look forward to that every holiday. The one that really comes to mind is Panama City. I think that was a really funny holiday because we were all not expecting to sit in Sonic or sit outside of Sonic because there was no inside. And I think when we were sitting outside, it just dawned on us that we're really sitting here eating hot dogs. Just could not help but laugh. And we were just looking at mom like, we need some dressing when we get home. But I think that was a good one. But definitely, I don't have a favorite per se, but definitely the favorite memory overall is the laughs, the jokes that only like your core family members can really get because you guys have been there pretty much. I mean, all of our lives. So there's just certain jokes and things that you can say with your family that is really funny and might just tickle home a little bit. There was one that came to mind while Sierra was talking when we were driving back from Florida and we got stuck in that snow. I remember and that. We just looked at pictures of that. Yes, and we were stuck on that highway. And we were, the car was parked on the highway and we were just sitting there like, we have eaten Sonic. Now we're sitting on the highway going zero miles per hour. <laughs> that was a funny one. Watching traffic on the other side of the highway drive the same directions, like, oh, wow, this is not good. Yeah. yeah, we've had some great memories. I think one of the ones where I saw you guys be the most flexible um, was when we made the choice to stop giving gifts to one another. And I, I can't remember how old you were. Um, and we really made the choice and decisions to be a blessing to another family. And I remember we had so many gifts and it was like six children in the family. And we each had bundles that we were taking in and, you know, had really just brought so many gifts for that family on Christmas um, and taking those in for them to celebrate. And I think that was the turning point where it became less about gifts, gift giving um, for each of us during the holiday and really trying to figure out how to give back to others or how to serve others. And, and so that one kind of sticks out, you know, I, I will never forget that family space when we walked through the door and we had just so many gifts and everything was wrapped and there was bundles for, for the youngest, the oldest, the mom, the dad, we had stuff for everybody. Um, I think that was just a huge turning point for us as a family um, to really make the season about what I think it really is, which is about giving. I want to tag on that. I really, if we're thinking about holidays in general, that would be definitely like the top memory, just because I think at that age, me and Shanice were a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. And for me, I just remember thinking when my mom like announced, okay, you guys aren't getting gifts this year. I didn't even hear that we're giving this somebody else. It was just like, I'm not getting gifts this year. Oh my goodness. The world is coming to an end. But I just remember walking in there and like, like she said, with all the gifts and the smiles on all their faces, it was really touching. I think it kind of put it in perspective for me especially because at a young age, you just kind of think about yourself. You're very selfish. And so to be there with not only you guys, but like our uncles and our aunts and different things like that and doing it like as a huge family and everyone kind of like making an effort to do so was really touching. And I remember one of the kids 
opening the gifts and he didn't really know how to use the toys and just playing with them. And I just remember talking to my cousin and like tears coming to my eyes, just looking at them. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. That's a good memory. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Now, when we go through the holiday season, there's a lot for our family. In addition to Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, we celebrate our wedding anniversary. Our wedding anniversary is on Christmas Eve. And in addition to that, we celebrate Chuck's birthday, which is on uh, January 1st. And so this year will mark our 27th year. Um, what do you guys think about that? And what memory sticks out when it comes to anniversary, birthday, and all the things we add to the season beyond just the holiday? I'll go with you, Shanice. Well, it just adds a lot of unpredictability. <laughs> um as far as will we be together? Will the parents go down to somewhere called the Dominican Republic and spend time together? And we get left with our our grandmother um, and it'll be me and Sierra. You know, it, that's just what it adds to it. Um, so that's one memory that I will have of that. But I think um, it just it just adds the love that's just added on to it. Um, of course, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, someone who loves us unconditionally. And to see that that love is not, it just transcends past, you know, that, okay, never mind. But yes, it just, so- <laughs> <laughs> I was saying amen. I was putting my hands up like, go girl. She better talk about the love of Jesus Christ. I was encouraging her. Continue. <laughs> Okay, take us back to the love of Jesus Christ, please. <laughs> it just shows the love of Jesus Christ and how they talk about in the Bible, how God, how Christ loved the church. But you also have that example within your parents of how your parents love each other. And that resembles and to see that example right back to back to each other, um, I think is a great uh, memory altogether. All right. What sticks out for you, Sierra? Um, I would say... A memory that sticks out is definitely the anniversary party that was right before COVID. So that was like Mm -hmm. a really big gathering before everything was shut down, but we didn't know it was going to be shut down. Um, I also think of like, it made me, this is something so like sidebar, but I actually have quite a few friends who have um, January 1st birthdays. So it made me really aware of like making a difference between each segment, which I think our parents did a really good job of like, this is Christmas, this is the wedding anniversary, and this is dad's birthday. So it's not like, Merry Christmas and happy birthday, here you go. But it was like actually taking time to celebrate both of those. Like my mom said, it's a lot going on during that time. We say that that's like our our marathon months from December to March with all of our birthdays squeezed in there and just everything going on. So yeah, that's probably what memory comes to mind, but different things like that. It's changed a little bit now more since different things have happened um, with January 1st babies, but I think that that's why I cherish most now. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chuck? Yeah, that's always been, um, wow, a such a celebration of coming together. It's um, Granddaddy's Walker's birthday is in that time frame too. So you've got Christmas, wedding anniversary, granddaddy Walker's birthday, 
then at that point, a week later, you've got um, my birthday. So within that week's time, there's just so much coming together, so much giving, so much joy and so much celebration. So when, when you guys really just kind of take a step back and consider your heart and reflect over it all, you know, and you think about where we're at, what we've been through and, and Sierra talked a little bit about COVID, you know, and you really start assessing what it is you're truly thankful for. I'd like to hear that. I know for myself, um, when I sit in this seat, I am so thankful that despite how hard 2021 uh, was for me personally, the demands that were put on us as a family, um, the ways that we were able to rise and face so many different things that came up. I'm so thankful for each of you um, and your willingness to support me um, and be there for me. Um, it, it, it's remarkable to have you guys to rely on uh, for support and strength. And so I want to say thank you for that. But when you think about what you're thankful for, what comes to mind, Sierra? Um, as you mentioned, 2021 was a rough year. Um, even taking it back further, the start of pandemic, the start of the pandemic was a huge transition for our family with the different losses. Um, and it just kind of rolled throughout the pandemic. But during that time, after taking some reflection, I'm just really grateful that I learned the value of things beyond physical or like different clothes that I might like to buy, but like learning to truly value my family because we won't always be here. Unfortunately, we aren't vampires. Um, we all will eventually pass or um, not be together at all holidays. <clears throat> Definitely learning the value of different things. Um, being together is something that I'm really thankful for. Um, I'm thankful that we're all in our right mind. Mm -hmm. That's something that... I'm really thankful for, especially after the pandemic, because if there was anything to make you go crazy, it would be being stuck in the house. But um, now I'm really thankful for the time that we had together during the pandemic, the late nights, the third shifters, um, different things like that. Um, but yeah, in general, just grateful that we're all still here, able to enjoy each other's company, make memories, take pictures along the way and be featured in Facebook posts. So those are all things I'm grateful for. All right, Shanice, what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? I am, uh, well, in the past, as Sierra said, at the top of the pandemic, uh, in, starting in 2020, it has been such a roller coaster. Um, definitely have been some lows, but of course, uh, along with it, some highs. You know, I've graduated from a and and now I'm on to starting a new job on the other side of the country. Um, and so it's been, of course, some highs as well. Um, so the things that I am grateful for um, is now I have learned, truly learned and appreciated the time, time that it takes to ex experience new things, time that it takes to actually um, spend time with your family um, and your friends and, and cultivate those different memories that you can continually talk about um, as time goes on. Um, and also, of course, the people who you spend those time with. Now that um, now that we're all so spread far apart um, with my family and my friends, um, that time that you're actually physically together, not just on Zoom, it actually means so much more. 
um, because you actually can feel, touch, hug uh, those people. And so um, that's something that I'm definitely grateful for. What about you, Chuck? What are you grateful for? I really just thank God for peeling back, if you will, the layers from our eyes with the pandemic to say people in relationships and family are so important. And don't just be segmented by being on the other side of your phone, being on the other side of the Zoom or the live. Connect with people, spend time, hug, talk, listen, share. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, you know, all of you know, around these parts, I try to encourage people to build a life that they love without apology. And so I always wrap up every podcast with my LLH questions. And so this is where we get a chance to tap into wisdom. So let me ask you the first one. The first one is this. Tell me what's your life wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? With life do not rush. Um, life is very similar to a garden, is very similar to a farm. Take your time. Know that you are part of a process. Enjoy every moment in the process. Um, and one thing my mom would always say is, you know, don't rush, um, but enjoy that moment. Thank you. Uh, Shanice, what would you tell your younger self about life if you could? Accept change. Change is good and change is okay. Um, I think about when we move to all the different houses and all the different rooms. And then the most crucial one um, that I think about is when we move to North Carolina. Uh, we moved to North Carolina when I was in high school. So, of course, any high school person wouldn't be the most biggest fan. Um, but I think... Thinking back on it, it was it was a masterful move. I don't think that I would be the person that I am today if we didn't move to North Carolina. I don't think that I would have the same opportunities that I've had um, to grow career-wise, to grow spiritually, to grow socially um, that I have had in North Carolina. And so to accept change and that change is good would be my life wisdom. Okay. All right, Sierra, what about you? What would you tell your younger self about life if you could? Um, I would tell my younger self that it is only crazy until it happens. There were just a lot of things that I envisioned for myself when I was younger, a lot of dreams that I had for myself that I thought I would be lucky if I hit it by 35 and to hit those, those dreams and goals and ambitions at the age of 21. Um, has taught me that God will literally make a path for you. Like Shani said, be open to change, um, but definitely to not limit yourself um, in different areas of your life, because like I said, it's only crazy until it happens. And then you're a living testimony and wow. things like that. But yeah. Awesome. I like that. I like that. It's only crazy. So that happens. Mm -hmm. Real good. All right. So the next one is this love wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? Shanice? Um, I would say uh, no one else can love you until you love yourself. I can't really give wisdom on this part because <laughs> I feel like I'm still learning, 
what love is and what love means um, currently now. So uh, learning to love yourself, what your love language is, how can you um, continue to build yourself by your mental health? I know that's such a big buzzword these days, but your mental health is definitely important um, as that's where your first thought, your first um, actions are built in your mind mentally. And so um, if you can't love yourself there, um, it's definitely going to be hard to learn, find a way to love others. And so that's what I will say. All right, Sierra, what about you? What's your love wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? Um, I had to pull this quote up because I wrote it on my phone. But the quote is, I deserve to love myself as fiercely as I love others. And it's something that I remind myself of. Um, like Shanice said, when you're young and you're single, you're going through this phase of learning yourself and the things that you want. If we're talking about dating, but um, different things like that. Um, but just learning that you deserve the love that you put out there um, will save you a lot of heartbreak, a lot of heartache and different things like that. But yeah, that would be my love with my love yeah. wisdom. Good stuff. Chuck, what's your love wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about love if you could? It's okay to love um, unapologetically and to love without limits and to love without regrets and to love in your own way. Don't be concerned about how other people will perceive your love and uh, critique your love. Love your way. As much as you want to love, as long as you want to love, love your way. Because the point that happens is people will only end up remembering the way that you've made them feel. And when they know somebody has loved you without a limit, with no stopwatch, that's an incredible feeling. Gotcha. All right. And our final question is about happiness. What's your happiness wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could? I'll let you go first, Chuck. There's going to come a time when you look back and you say um, things that I had a chance to do, things that I had a chance to say. Make sure that you're doing those things to make somebody else happy. Make sure you're doing those things to make yourself happy uh, with what you can control because there's so much in life that you can't control that's going to come along. And then at that point, you got to deal with sorrow. But at the end of the day, um, if you can make that table tilt back towards happiness, that's what you got to work at. One thing that I would always uh, be excited about is um, if I would come across an older person um, because my parents, um, weren't around and it was a case of, um, helping an, an older person in some situation. Uh, people say, well, why do you do that? I said, because I can't be every moment with my parents and my dad isn't around. Um, I can't be around my grandparents, but if I can help somebody else's parents or grandparents, um, I would just hope that in some way somebody is helping my parents or grandparents when they're around them. Um, and to see people saying, you know, uh, that their kids or their family's not around them and thank you so much and appreciating that 
Um, that moment of them being happy made me happy. And hopefully it would be doing the same thing somewhere for my mom or grandparents. Okay. And Shanice, happiness, wisdom. What would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could? Yes. Um, I would tell myself it's okay to go by yourself. Sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. Um, I've experienced that all throughout college and even out here in Portland, Oregon. Um, and sometimes when you are waiting on other people, you're missing out on opportunities and experiences that make you happy um, just because you're waiting on other people. Um, but when you do go and you do experience and you do um, get to do those things, you do end up making yourself happy and you end up meeting other people. Um, and still having that experience that you so uh, much look forward to. Um, and so that's what I would say. That's a good one. Sierra, what about you? What's your happiness wisdom? What would you tell your younger self about happiness if you could? I have two tidbits, but I'm going to keep it short. Um, my first one is pigging, piggybacking off of dads for life, but to enjoy the moment, especially my generation, <laughs> we get really caught up in, I have to document this occasion and I have to take this picture and I have to post it on Instagram where it didn't happen, or I have to do all of these things. But I made a really conscious effort, um, top of pandemic to really like put down my phone in the moment and start like absorbing what the moment is giving me. Like when I'm laughing, instead of trying to like take a picture of me laughing to seem like I'm happy for someone else, but like actually enjoying the laugh and like taking in what it gives me. And my second one that I would tell little seven-year-old Sierra would be to just be true to myself. Um, there were a lot of moments where I was what some might call a rebel child, but there were a lot of moments where I went against what my parents might have preferred for me to do or people advised me to do because I stopped caring what everyone around me thought. And I really focused on what are my goals and what do I want out of this? Um, and that allowed me to really start living for myself and truly learn happiness to take career choices and demands that might not fit what you think should <laughs> you should do. Um, but actually like taking those, those leaps of faith and different things like that to end up living 100% truly for myself, um, even if it's outside of my comfort zone, even if I'm scared while doing it, but definitely just being true to yourself, making your own decisions, choosing your happiness over the happiness of maybe someone else. Um, it's definitely something that I would give to everyone out there, but yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you all for sharing your wisdom, for talking about our experiences. Thank you for doing life with me. Thank you for all your patience and uh, your support. And I want to summarize like I do at the end of every episode and say to you, Chuck, to you, Shanice, and to you, Sierra, success looks so good on you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I love cliches. Little sayings just kind of are quick reminders to me of so many things. And the one that I have clung on to recently is this. 
You cannot heal what you won't reveal. And as I sit on this side of embracing my power, my biggest regret is how much I allowed my painful experiences to stop me. I gave up my power to shame. I gave up my power to guilt. I even gave up my power to embarrassment. And I lived with this hovering fear of what would people really think about me if they knew my truth. You see, that truth held me captive. The truth of unfortunate circumstances that made me think that I was discounted or ruined in some type of way. But when I began to see myself the way God sees me, I began to understand that what happened to me did not ruin me. And I say the same to you. What happened to you did not ruin you. And as we sit on the heels of a new year, this is the perfect time to embrace your power. You see, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us power. So I declare a new you in 2022. So much so that I have pulled a team of amazing speakers together so that we could ignite that power within you and encourage you to embrace it. You see, I made an exchange. I made an exchange for all of the ashes that came from my experiences for God's beauty. I made the exchange when I began to see myself the way that God sees me. Then all of those unfortunate circumstances were able to step aside and I was able to emerge with confidence and strength. I want that for you. You have shrunk long enough. You have discounted yourself long enough. And it is time for you to rise and be unstoppable. The Unstoppable Conference is going to take place the week before we start the new year. It is intentionally timed for that week so that you can set your sights on becoming the new you that you deserve to be. You deserve to experience yourself at your absolute best. So I want to make sure that you are going to be a part of the Unstoppable Conference. I want to make sure that you will indeed seek to heal and seek to reveal your truth. You see, the Unstoppable Conference will feature four amazing speakers. Three will join me. I will kick it off and we will talk about they hurt me because, you know, the reality is that is real. We have experienced some unfortunate circumstances and speaking for myself. I had to overcome molestation and sexual assault. So believe me, I know what it's like to be hurt. On night number two, we'll talk about how they weren't there for us. This whole spectrum of abandonment. You know, people can be present and not. Family members can love you, but have it out of obligation. So what is it to be a presence person, but not emotionally available? And what is it to just simply not have access to those who love you at all? You see, it sometimes morphs into 
mama issues and daddy issues. And those are things that keep us tethered to pain. And on night number three, we're going to talk about love didn't work out for me. We're going to talk about failed relationships and the pain it takes to really pick up the pieces of your life. When we talk about relationships, love relationships, and tearing those apart to find yourself and figuring out how to pick up the pieces and move forward, we're going to talk about when love didn't work out. And after we unpack all of that pain, we're going to give you specific guiding direction on how to move forward and be unstoppable. And so I hope that you will be a part of the Unstoppable Virtual Conference. And the wonderful thing is that it's virtual, which means you can tune in from anywhere in the world. So take a visit at www.denisetaylor.live and be sure to register to attend live so that you can reap all the benefits of revealing your pain so that it can be healed. Well, that's it, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. Don't ever forget that you truly deserve life, love, and all the happiness your heart can hold. Be relentless in building a life you love without apology. I'm Denise Taylor, and you can always find me in our free Facebook community. Life, love, in the pursuit of happiness, easy to find. Now, if you want more information about my success superpowers, as I'm sure you do, download my free success superpowers ebook at denisetaylor.live forward slash podcast. And one last thing, always embrace your power and go.